Welcome to another episode of the Head of Nations podcast. I'm your host, Brian, and you can tell by the fact that there's no intro and that there's no Ben on this that we had another crazy week and we just missed connecting. We tried three different days and either one of our schedules or the other was just not flexible enough to accommodate. So I'm recording this right now and I'm recording with the equipment that I have at the time that I have it. So I just recently got out of jujitsu class and I'm getting ready to meet the family. And then I've got a family get together this afternoon that I'm going to go to. So schedule's pretty tight, but everything is going really well. So I'm going to go ahead and get into it. But I've got a couple of topics. I have a main topic, but uh, a side topic that I just wanted to touch on before I get to my main topic is just the the concept of self-reflection, which we've talked about before, but I've been more self-reflective this week. I guess this would be what's new in my nations this week and as a head of my nation, what's new in the things that are under my authority. And that would be just taking stock of how I'm leading my family and whether or not I am leading them patiently and righteously as God has told me to. So I've just tried to every day take a time, stop what I'm doing, or if it's a time where I've just got a second, which there aren't a lot of those, but I do have some here and there, and just pray for my family. Like actively pray for each member of my family by name and for my kids. Yeah, I pray that God will help me to be the type of father that I'm supposed to be to them, to be patient with them, and just to help them with whatever they're going through right now. And then I've also just been taking some time to pray through their future. I know that it may seem early in my mind, but as time passes quickly, I've just been praying that God will bring the right person into their life. You know, for my son, that God will bring the right woman into his life in the future. And for my daughter, that God will bring the right man into her life in the future. And that God will help them in those relationships down the road. And I pray for the present as well for them. And for my wife, you know, I just pray for her. And then I pray that God will help me to be the husband that I should be to her. Because I know that in and of myself, that can be difficult at times to when you're relating with someone else to deal with them the way that Jesus would deal with us. So that's what's new with me is it just that that self-reflection, but that self-reflection relationally, not just self-reflection of where am I at in my life, what goals am I setting, but more like how am I relating and how can I relate better and how can I support the people in my life that are under my authority. So that's where I'm at this week. And I just wanted to talk through I'm going to talk through two different topics eventually. This is one that I want to talk through that's been weighing on my mind lately because this is something that I dealt with when I was a younger man, and I still deal with it from time to time, and it's something that seems counterintuitive, but I just want to talk through dealing with success. And that may sound weird, but there's something that can be... I hate the word scary, but I I think it can be. It can be intimidating or it can scare us when we think about not what if I fail, because I think a lot of times we think through those contingencies. We don't like to fail and not that failure is the best thing, but failure is actually, I think, not that bad. It's how we learn, but that's a separate episode down the road. But 
I think a lot of times as we are taking new steps in a new direction in something that may stretch us, something that's going to involve change, something that might involve a new routine, new roles, new responsibilities. I think a concern that if we really thought about it, if we took the time to be self-reflective, a lot of times I think we're just as concerned about success as we are about failure because success has just as many unknowns as failure does, right? There are a lot of unknowns with failure. There's the fear of the shame. There's the fear of the hit to our reputation. There's the fear fear of looking incompetent. But with success, I think there are other fears that come into play. And I think for a lot of us, we have the temptation to self-sabotage because we're afraid of success. And I don't know if any other people have dealt with this. I've witnessed people do this in their lives where they're on the right track, they're doing well, and just out of the blue, they self-sabotage. Everything was going great. And then they either consciously or subconsciously damage the path that they were on. They either stop doing what they were supposed to be doing, whether it's like career whether they were just crushing it in their career, they entered a new stage in life, they got new responsibilities, they started doing well, and then they just like fall off the rails, or whether it's in their nutrition, or whether it's in their fitness journey, and then like they're starting to see progress, and then they just stop, right? I've seen this in relationships where people start doing this. In fact, uh, an example that just came to my mind right now as I was talking about relationships is Abraham Lincoln. So Abraham Lincoln actually did this twice in his life. The first was before he had met Mary Todd Lincoln and he was dating a girl. They were about to be engaged and Abraham Lincoln was just petrified at the thought of where that new life stage would take him. So he broke off the relationship, completely cut off contact with his significant other and he actually spiraled into a deep dark depression so much so that the guy that abraham lincoln was living with at the time feared that lincoln would harm himself and so he would hide abraham lincoln's straight razor and anything else that lincoln could use to harm himself and he actually reported that lincoln could not be heard like he was so physically weak from his depressive state that even his voice was almost inaudible. Now, Lincoln recovered from this and then started being more successful in his career again. And then he met Mary Todd Lincoln. And he starts becoming more and more attached to Mary Todd Lincoln. And it looks like before she was Mary Todd Lincoln. And it looked like they were going to get married. And Lincoln just pulled back completely and tried to sabotage the relationship again, just out of fear of success. Like, if I get married, what will this do? And so, like, this is almost the ultimate case of cold feet. So he completely pulls away from her, and Mary Todd Lincoln is like, listen, you need to make up your mind here, and don't play games. You're either with me or you're not with me, and this is your last shot. And so Abraham Lincoln recovers the relationship, marries Mary Todd Lincoln, and they actually have a very successful relationship. Now, I'm not going to 
say it didn't have its rocky spots in it because it did. And there are some humorous accounts of some of their arguments. It was Abraham Lincoln seemed like he was, for the most part, a pretty even-tempered guy in that relationship. But they had some rocky patches here and there. But he was afraid of that success. What will succeeding look like? And so out of that fear of success, he self-sabotaged. And so I just kind of want to, I want to talk through how do we deal with this fear of success and avoid self-sabotaging? Because self-sabotaging is a horrible thing that we can do where we snatch defeat from the jaws of victory, right? Instead of snatching victory from the jaws of defeat, we snatch defeat from the jaws of victory and take something that could have been good or could have been great and we turn it into a tragedy, So how do we deal with this temptation to run away and to self-sabotage? And really, I feel like where this comes from is man's sin of passivity. I see this as the fundamental sin of Adam in the garden, where Eve is with Adam. Satan tempts Eve. And by the way, in Genesis 3, it says that Eve took and gave the fruit to the man who was with her. While all this is going down, Adam doesn't do anything, right? He's passive. And then even when Eve gives him the fruit, he's passive. He doesn't resist and say, no, we shouldn't do that. He takes the fruit and eats it. And then when God comes in the garden, Adam's passive and hides when God is walking through the garden. And then when God confronts Adam on this, Adam is passive and says, not I sinned. He says, the woman whom you gave me, right? So there's just this cycle of passivity. And I think this is where self-sabotage comes from is it is the inherent sin in man that being passive led to the fall of man. And I think that part of that passivity that is just inherent in each of us is a holdover from that. So how do we fight that temptation to be passive and to self-sabotage because we are afraid of where that success will lead us. So here are a few things that I think are helpful. I think number one is looking at the ways in which we can help others if we are successful. So I stepped into a new role at my job this year, and it's a role that I really like. I am able to help people directly navigate difficult situations in their life. And I'm able to speak to them and speak truth into their lives in a way that I haven't been able to do so far in my career. And just being honest, stepping into that new role in my career was a bit daunting at first. It was a lot more responsibility than I had had before. And it was a much larger role. It required some more time. And it required a lot more people skills than I have had to use previously in my career. I was excited about it, but it was also a daunting positional move, right? It was a daunting promotion. And I felt this temptation to self-sabotage very early in that step into this new role. And one of the things that helped me through that was thinking about, okay, how many more people will I be able to directly help? What positive impact will I have that I wouldn't have been able to have if I would have self-sabotaged? So thinking through that was one thing that 
really helped me. So that's one. Another one is something that I've heard a couple of different pastors say. It's one of those cliches or catchy sayings, but it had a big impact on me. And it was just the feeling of not being like, I knew I was ready, but I knew part of being ready is you're not quite there yet. You're ready, but you know, there's growth. And so it was this saying, it was recognizing that God doesn't call the equipped. He equips those whom he calls, right? God doesn't call the equipped. He equips those whom he calls. So like, if you think of the example of Gideon, right? Gideon, when God calls him is hiding, he's hiding in a wine press threshing grain because he's afraid of the enemies of Israel around him. The, the Midianites are raiding, they're going through the land and they're just stealing everything from the people. So he is hiding from them and he's not ready to fight yet. So Gideon is not ready to lead the people of Israel in warfare. He's hiding, he's cowering, he's not displaying that reckless courage that he's going to display later in his warfare career as a warrior for God and as a warrior for the people of Israel. God called him and then it seems like God equips him for that challenge by several times testing his faith and testing his courage by having Gideon reduce the number of the amount of warriors that are fighting because God wants to do two things. I think one is develop that spirit in Gideon of the warrior. And number two is make Gideon aware of the fact that it's not Gideon that's going to have the victory here, that it's God and God is equipping Gideon. So those two things, number one, looking at who can I help and how can I better serve, right? That's number one. Number two is recognizing that I may not be ready yet, but God's going to make me ready, right? God doesn't call the equipped. He equips those whom he calls. So a third thing that really helped me in this, and someone spoke this into my life. I don't think they even realized what I was working through as I was doing this. Like I knew I could do it and I knew God was going to be faithful to me, but having someone else tell me that. So someone else spoke into my life and they were like, listen, and I wasn't even telling people that I was feeling this because, you know, that's something I try to hold to myself is work through this, take it to God. Right. But Someone was talking about the role. They had served in the role before. And they were like, listen, at the end of the day, you stand or fall before God, right? You are serving God in this role. And God is the ultimate person to whom you report. Now, granted, you will report to other people. But at the end of the day, if you are serving God in good conscience, that's all that matters. If you are doing your best before the Lord, and you are serving God with a good conscience and a clean conscience, knowing you're doing your best before him, that's really all that matters. And that really took a lot of pressure off of me that I was feeling to perform. Because honestly, this is just a fact of life. The, the higher you go, and I'm not saying I'm very high on the totem pole right now because I'm not, but the higher you go, the more scrutiny you are going to face, right? And so... I'm thinking through this and I'm recognizing I am going to face more scrutiny and I'm okay with that, but there is some pressure that comes with that. So them speaking that into my life, that at the end of the day, it is God that I am working to please. And if I am pleasing God, that that is what matters. That really helped me 
deal with some of that pressure and it helped reduce that temptation to self-sabotage. So those are the three major pieces of advice that I have if you're ever feeling the temptation to self-sabotage. And this temptation usually comes, it doesn't come at a time when you're comfortable. It doesn't come at a time when you're like, I've been in this role for five years. I've got this locked down. It usually comes at a time when you're facing advancement, whether you're starting college and you're like, this is big, right? Or you're almost done with college and you're getting ready to enter the career world, or you're starting your first entry level position in the career world, or you're entering a new role in your career, or even like you're getting ready to get married or you're getting ready to have your first child or whatever that is, these new stages in life are often when we feel this temptation to self-sabotage because we don't ask the question, what if I fail? We ask the question, what if I succeed? And that is just something that I think in our fallen nature may be a little bit daunting to us of this success may be too much for me to handle. So if you're feeling that, just recognize that number one, I'm going to work backwards. I think most importantly, you stand or fall before God, right? Number two, God is going to equip you. If you're called into this, God is going to equip you. I really just want to just land here for a second. That's a huge deal. It's not, you will need to be trained. You'll need to have other skills, but really God is going to equip you for what he's called you for. That takes a lot of the pressure off as well, because you might be feeling like I'm not ready, but other people may be recognizing you're ready and you need a little push. And that's something I've experienced in many areas of my life. So I just want to encourage you all with this fact that if you are feeling a little bit overwhelmed, if you're feeling like, Hey, I'm facing something big and something new in my life. And I feel this temptation to self-sabotage because I feel this pull of passivity. Take it to God, lift it up before him, recognize that he's going to equip you. Recognize that the last thing I forgot to mention the last thing, and that is think of the people that you'll be able to help or serve in this new role. So if you come to God with that, he will be faithful. I truly believe that. And I've seen that in my own life and you stand or fall before him. That takes a ton of the pressure off. It doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect. It doesn't mean there aren't going to be challenges, but those challenges are opportunities for you to model grace under pressure and for you to model taking it to God in front of other people and really to testify to the fact, hey, listen, God is helping me through this. And as you grow, don't fear the failure, but also don't fear the success, all right? Because ultimately that success is a chance for you to testify to other people that it's by the grace of God. Yes, God has given you gifts and God has given you skills, but he's also allowing you to to use them for his purpose. So it's a chance for you to testify to the goodness of God and his sustaining power in your life. So I just want to leave you all with that. I thank you all for listening. If you have questions or comments, or if you're feeling that pressure to self-sabotage, you know, I've been there, reach out, send an email at info at headofnations.com. If you like the show, feel free to share it with others, leave a written review. We'd appreciate that. If you'd like to support and we thank those who are supporting us, go to the website, click the support tab on headofnations.com. 
And as always, I just want to encourage you, we are the head of our nations. So let's go live like it. Until next time.